Southern California is shining brighter because Alec Prieto is down here in the studio with me. And we got a lot to talk about in this week's episode. We just had a killer weekend at Crossed Day Moves Festival, plus brand new music from Cascade, Division, Kashmir, and many, many more. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions, welcome to yet another episode of Beyond the Beats, a podcast about EDM news and culture. This is episode 111, and to kick things off, my on repeat for this week is going to be none other than the main man, Will Clark, with his track called Hallelujah. Take a listen, revel in it. champions if this one sounds familiar it's because we just actually talked about this song uh, i think like a couple of weeks ago on the podcast right dude but i mean nonetheless we just saw will clark at cross day moves which we're going to talk about in just a little bit on this episode and dude that was such an amazing set and when he dropped Incredible. this song everybody was going absolutely crazy dude it was so much fun that's the crazy thing about it man is that when you hear it live it has just another added dimension to it. Totally. As do most songs in general, to be fair, but particularly this song, there's just another energy to it. So, Champions, like, I know we've talked about this before, but this is exactly why I want to bring it up yet again on the show, because it is one of those tracks that you have to see live. I saw it at Cross. I highly recommend whenever Will Clark swings nearby, whether you are, that you go see him true, because this track is it's, it's magical live. Dude, absolutely magical. Oh, I am. I'm still like glowing and reveling from this past weekend, yeah, bro. And we'll I can't. Talk about that for I sure. can't wait to dive oh, into no. it, man. It'll be fun. I will say that raving uh, in your late twenties definitely hits a little <laughs> bit different, which oh, we're also going to talk about in just a little bit. But dude, before we jump into all that great stuff, we have a ton of new music that we just got to get into because Cascade just released his Redux EP number five, Numero Cinco, Alec. If there was a song off this five-track EP that you had to play for the EDM champions, what would it be? You know, I think I think we should go for one of the bigger ones off it. New James Dean. Let's give it a spin. So this is a really interesting one, man, right? Like it's uh, it, it, it's Redux, so it's kind of cascades a little bit more, you know, non-progressive, non, 
big room esque type of uh, style of, of music. So, it, but it's it's kind of dissimilar though to his other ones, right? The other volumes of Redux that he's put out, particularly Zero uh, Zero Four, which I actually really really love liked. that one, like, dude. Uh, love like that is on there. So Such don't worry, champion. Song. This will be in the show notes as well. Uh, so check it out if you want to listen to that track. Highly recommend it. But um, it, it's it's very different, and you know he's going a little bit more kind of like disco-y with some of the songs, right? Oh, yeah. Like n- maybe not this one, New James Dean. Like I picked this one because I think this is a little bit more of a uh, of a representation of of Cascade's Redux sound because it's a little bit similar to his other ones. Mm-hmm. But the other tracks on there definitely had some more kind of like lighter house, like disco flavor to it. So I'm I'm a fan of it. I, I I really like it. I think it has its place. Not my favorite out of all of them, though. What do you think? Oh, interesting. Um, This was also kind of an interesting release for me as well, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously big fans of Cascade over here, man. I mean, his Redux work is just absolutely mind-blowing, right. dude. But, you know, real quick, though, I've actually never seen a Redux set from him. Like, I know he does that from time to time. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's such a bummer because uh, last time he was in New York doing the Redux set, I had no idea what it was, so I didn't go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of kicking myself for that a little bit, and I think it was at Output, so I'm double-kicking myself for that. But <laughs> none- He also did one at Cross. I can't remember what year. Maybe oh. it was two years ago? Yeah, I think, you're, like I think you're right on the money yeah. with that one, dude. But, you know, nonetheless, I thought this was really, really cool, actually. I like that he threw in some more chilled-out variety into this one. Um, some of the songs that I, that I really like in that in that flavor, like "Where Did You Go," "New James Dean," which we just played, and "Hot mm-hmm. Wheels," really cool, very vibey tracks. Which we'll drink in just a little bit to that. <laughs> the fourth track, though, "Hypnotized," it definitely brings back that house sound that we yes. that we like from Cascade. Yes. But my favorite track off this one was "Disco," the last track. The disco. That disco yeah. fusion, baby, got me amped up, and I love love that Cascade spice. All right. Let's move on. Dub Vision. Big room, baby. Here we go. Dub Vision. Brand new track called I Don't Want to Know. Let's give it a spin. So, man, I... Oh. I have I have mixed feelings about this. Oh, one, no. I have mixed feelings, very mixed, uh, kind of confusing feelings here. So on the one hand, I feel like this is this is a good track, yeah, and I enjoy it. And the other, I'm like, it's kind of generic, kind of. You know what I mean? I hear you. Almost too much. So like that's the thing. Like it, it is a good track. I couldn't, you know, there's not necessarily something I could find wrong with it. But I just feel like I've heard this before. This sound. You know what I mean, dude? Really interesting. Like you know, say what you will about Big Room. And, you know, its current state of popularity has diminished significantly. Yeah. But I still feel like there's nobody who's doing it quite like Dub Vision. I really, really love his tracks. And, dude, this is just another banger for me. Is it anything Is it anything brand new, you know, like, oh, totally groundbreaking? No, dude. But sometimes you just want to be in a crowd with tens of thousands of people jumping up and down. And that's what this makes you feel. So I am really all about this, bro. I'm really that's all fair. about that's this. That's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Alec, before we move on to the next song, what are you drinking over there, man? What are you oh, drinking? Well, you know, it's it's been a long weekend, hasn't yes, it, right? So, that's right. Uh, we're recording this actually a little bit late this week on Tuesday. So still feeling a little bit over from Cross because we did an after party as well. we'll talk Two more after about parties, that. yeah. Two after parties. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. But we, uh, I'm just sticking with the old Agua H2O Legend. kind of formula there. I think you are. Coconut water. Coconut water, dude. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to talk about this a little bit, you know, because this shit is, uh, <laughs> dude, 
this shit is revitalizing okay i i, I encourage all edm champions go to costco pick up a pack of coconut water keep that shit in your fridge ready to go for when you're out and about a night on the when town when did this start i don't remember ye. my homie came over a couple of weeks ago uh visiting from new jersey what up to matt and um he got me into the coconut water thing dude because we were going out and he was like you know bringing back coconut waters and it was so 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 refreshing yeah all right man that's interesting very interesting one more track okay a bit of a switch up from the main man Kashmir. he teamed up with zafir for their track winner's anthem take a listen All right, now this one, I'm about, man. Let's I'm about go. this one. Yes. I thought this was really well done. Like, I love, like, the different cultural influences that he's, he's yeah. starting to infuse more, especially with uh, kind of the, uh, the the different instruments and stuff in the, in the build-up at the beginning and layering it into the drop as well. Um, but that Psytrance drop was not expecting it. Oh, yeah. I was not expecting that whatsoever, and I thought it really works. It, it just really suits the song very well. You know, I... Some people may say, all right, Alec, you just said that, you know, the past song was a little bit generic and there's nothing too, too crazy about this one. I, I, I can see where you, you're coming from if you said that, because there are other people who do make these kind of, you know, very instrumental heavy bass Psytrance tracks. But having said that, I just think the way that Kashmir has done it and how he's doing it now in comparison to his other songs, you definitely got to give him some credit for that. So I'm very happy that he's doing this. He's going down this route. Uh, really excited to see how he's putting that into his sets in particular. What do you think? Dude. Can I just quickly say, was I the only one getting heavy Game of Thrones vibes on this? Mm. Uh, I didn't think about it, but now I now that I do, yeah, okay. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. yeah okay, I, I just want to make sure. I, I just want to make sure you, you weren't living under the season ever, though. <sighs> Don't remind me. But, um, dude, I can totally see, like, the spinoff of Game of Thrones, like, starting with this track. You know what I mean? I don't know. I was <laughs> getting some, like, side That's drops. what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> just, like, total total left field shit, okay? But you can't deny that, like, the synths here, like, especially that lead synth and the chanting, it, mm. it's just catchy mm. as hell. Like, I love how Kashmir is able to combine, like, all these like seemingly out of place sounds into one like awe inspiring track. And I was definitely not expecting the side trance, but anytime Kashmir tries something, he always delivers, man. I'm always a big fan of Kashmir's stuff. You know, yeah. his last album, um, Andromeda something, I can't remember the name of it, but such a great album. And I love that this song is sort of continuing on with that sort of forward thinking creativity that we come to expect from Kashmir. Mm. Dude. Speaking of forward-thinking creativity, I am so psyched to be talking about some new music from the artists that we're watching, and we are starting off with Swole Sauce and Ghost. That name, though. I love that thing. I love it, dude. You're looking swole. You're taking some Swole Sauce over there, man. I see you. Don't, don't, don't be hiding behind the microphone over there, dude. Brand new track from Swole Sauce and Ghost called If You Wanna. Let's give it a spin. This is this is this is refreshing to hear. 
Uh, I, I really am enjoying the way that he, he's taking his melodic bass sound. I think it's really, really neat. Um, and it, it's it's just interesting. He keeps it interesting. Doesn't need to be the most like original type of song, right? But what he's doing with it is just the little details that he's putting in there really kind of makes the difference with it, you know? And it really just just the melody of it it's it's enchanting it's beautiful uh and it makes you want to dance and that to be honest that's that's all i need from a track love so it i'm really all about this like very solid release from him and shout out to ghost as well for the vocals there absolutely dude I'm, I'm also a really big fan of this song man and you know i just love how this is really pushing melodic bass to the next yeah. level you know I, you know i know like elenium is like the king of melodic bass or dubstep no no, I'm sorry. Elenium's <laughs> oh, all the way out, all over the world. Like, I'm sorry. I just don't think Elenium is doing anything really all that interesting anymore. But I think <laughs> Swole Sauce is. And I think everybody needs to get tapped into what Swole Sauce is all yeah. about. Uh, th- this, the way that he's able to keep that energy so consistent all throughout. And I love how Ghost vo- uh, vocals are integrated. Like, it's very haunting, but it's so beautiful to listen to. So, amazing track. Thank you for throwing this onto the show notes. Alec. We just talked about a bunch of great new music on this episode of Beyond the Beats, episode 111. We're in the studio together. I know the answer to these questions, but if I had to ask you, where should the EDM champions get tapped into all this new music, and how can they get tapped in with us? Well, dude, they've got to go to our website, www.beyondthebeats.co, and navigate over to the show notes section and click on episode 111. That way, you'll be able to tap into everything we have mentioned and will be mentioning on this show. And I'd also do, you know want to hear from you on social media that's right right? absolutely have to do that we really love talking to the community it's something that doing a little bit more of now and absolutely rejoicing in it so on instagram we're at btb.pod on twitter we're at pod btb love it bro love it alec news and culture let's dive right into it man big topic big topic you know dude this is um this is our first festival together in over two years you know, you and me. Yeah. First festival together in over two Crazy, years. isn't it? It's so insane to think about how much time has passed. I mean, the last festival that we went to was uh, Second Sky. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a one-day festival in the in the Bay Area. But now you're down here in San Diego in my new home city, all right? And you're <laughs> causing some debauchery out here, dude. We're both causing some debauchery. We just went to Crossed Day Moves, a, a festival that is heavily tailored towards the house and techno heads which as i'm sure you all all the edm champions could probably guess we certainly are we love our house we love our techno and if there's one thing that this festival really did for me dude it it cemented the fact that the community in our dance music scene is just they're beautiful people man yeah beautiful people who want to have an amazing gorgeous time alec i think it'd be really fun to start off with i want to hear your your experience of attending cross day moves here in sunny southern california what are your thoughts let's hear it yeah you know i've been thinking a lot about this over the past day um and really just as i've uh, <laughs> as i've been tweeting about as i get home at like for the morning yeah it's, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful festival it really is you know I, I really love how it's also very well integrated with the city you know uh lots of people from san diego are attending it you know, it, and it also just does a good job of celebrating San Diego as a city, right? I mean, Waterfront Park is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really well done. And like, that that's what I, I got a feeling from this festival, more so than I think a lot of other festivals, 
where this just really felt also like a celebration of, of, of San Diegans and San Diego mm. as well. And just from that's the vibe I got from the, you know, from the, the staff in particular. Like the staff were wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, like I think really, uh, I don't think I saw anything that made me be like, oh, that's kind of a, a bummer. But I think the staff in general were very wonderful, which is always great. They seem very supportive of the show and really into the shows as well. Like all the sets that were going on, they were really into it. So just everybody seemed, you know, to be happy in a good place and really, you know, all about this festival, right? Which is, I think sometimes you can you can miss uh, depending on where you go. Right. Um, but I think really the, the biggest takeaway from, uh, from me from this festival was that they did a very good job with, you know, organizing the stages. I thought the stages were really well done. Mm-hmm. Just having two main stages uh, in the in the area that they had to work with is much smarter than trying to squeeze in like three or four, or have a bunch of smaller ones, right? So there was no sound bleed, like no issues with that. Um, and just a very good use of the space. Like I feel like right Smith, like we always kind of had space to go to no matter what. Uh, they had on the main stage in particular, what they call the, the north side, they had the two, you know, uh, sets of speakers so you could be all the way at the back and honestly it felt like you're right at the front too oh yeah so that's where we kind of chilled with our groups for for a lot of the sets was back there because we like having more space but even if you wanted to push a little bit more forward yes it was busy yes it was packed it made you really feel like you're at a, a busy uh rave but you still had room everybody was just very courteous we're giving the room and it, and they clearly didn't completely oversell it to the point where you just can't move like you're packed like sardines um, and I'd say the third, the third thing, the third big takeaway from uh, from this is that it, it's really cool to see techno and house have, you know, I'd rather actually, sorry, let me just say it's really cool for techno and house to be treated with such respect, right, mm-hmm. in in the U.S. at a dedicated festival for it. You know, it's like a lot of these artists, you know, MK, uh, Lane Eight. Fisher, even, you know, they're deserving of big stages. And I think now we're starting to see, while, you know, at the more commercial, large scale shows like EDC, we started to see them get those headlining acts. It was really cool to see them be kind of celebrated as like the pinnacle of the experience, yeah. right? Especially with like MK, who deserves it so much. Hell yeah, man. I mean, l- let's talk about that crowd. I, mean, I, yeah. I can't even begin to tell you how impressed I was with how. Very impressed with the crowd. Incredible that crowd was, man. I mean, I think this is the same for you. But this is my first 21 plus festival, right? I never been. Yeah, I guess that's true. I've never been to a 21 plus festival. I've been to like club nights. Obviously, there were 21 plus, but I've never been to a festival like that. So what I found immediately off the bat was like how, how I think I don't know if chilled out is necessarily the right word, but I guess maybe. Okay, here it is. I found that the the, the 21 plus crowd was more seasoned to like these shows yeah. you know what I mean well you could tell the people were seasoned yeah you know seasoned ravers they're all and grizzled and they've yeah. seen it all like bags <laughs> underneath their tell. eyes they've yeah. done this before that's, you can tell right. the pe- everyone there pretty much had done this before that's exactly right dude that's exactly right and it's it was really cool because that came off in a couple of different ways right number one that came off in a way of like everybody being very respectful towards each other people moving more graciously to you know through the crowd the outfits people fucking showed up okay People did. People, people looked good. People like looked that. good. I mean, I've never seen so many fantastic looking people in one space, okay? It wasn't like your normal rave attire of like, you know, neon and like, I don't know, like 
leg straps and i don't i don't even know what anything is called like yeah in, in I, i'm not very good with the i'm not really good with the the naming of uh, particular clothing same items. dude i just show up in a tank and some shorts and no. i'm just there you know what i mean but this time you know i, I put on like a a button a short sleeve button up shirt and yeah like for the shirt. guys exactly it was kind of that and like exactly. i even saw like there's one group i really respect they went uh they did kind of like the the typical like older school house type yeah. of clothing yeah which i thought was really neat actually like they had the fedora hats and like and the, even people from like who were dressed like they were from like the like the the 30s or 40s yeah. and stuff which i thought was really interesting like it was kind of cool to see that Definitely. so and i think above all people were really there to just get down and have a really good time you know yeah, and it was so apparent like everybody was so happy to be across in beautiful sunny san diego man i will say though okay mm, uh oh I will oh, say, though, I, I mean, I loved this festival and I am definitely planning to go back. Uh, but one of my main gripes, and maybe it's not necessarily a gripe, is, um, you know, there is something to be said about having younger people there. Mm. All right. Mm. Like most festivals in the U.S. are 18 plus. All right. And when you get like that 18 through 21 year old crowd in the festival, they do bring a certain sense of excitement and energy. You know, like seeing seeing people's faces light up as they enter the, like their first festival for the first time you know that that gets you happy that gets you amped up that like somebody now somebody new is partaking in that same culture that right. you absolutely love so you know all this to say is there is something to be said about having an 18 plus festival uh as compared to 21 plus i don't know if i necessarily have a difference going either you know one way or the other but i loved cross i loved every moment of it i thought the music was amazing dude if you had to pick two top two acts from this weekend at Cross, oh, man, what would it be? Two? Give it to me quick. I yeah, could two. You, I could give you three. Give it. To, I only want two. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> I don't want three. That's too. That's too many names. I want oh, two. All right. All right. Well, I'm. I'm gonna have to give uh, MK actually. Uh, Unbelievable. Number one spot. Yeah. I'd say. Damn man, why are you doing this? To me? <laughs> he he yeah, did this on purpose because he didn't... knows exactly who my top acts are. He's like, oh, that's right. A, that's right. Bastard. Two acts. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Will Clark, but. Woo! You know my other pick already, who I was very surprised by, uh, was Lane 8. That's right. That's right. I'm assuming yours is Lane 8. Lane 8 was going to be mine as well, dude. That's right. So, um, for, so Alec, your uh, MK, which yes. we both agree upon, yes. your second one was was Will Clark, and mine was uh, MK and Lane 8. And I know Lane 8 would have been your third one had I given yeah. you that option, but I, yeah. I knew you were going to say that, so I wanted to... I wanted to uh, you know, stop that, kibosh that as, yeah, as quickly as I, I, like I could. I figured as much. I figured as much, but I mean, just talk about MK real quick. Yeah. I think what's very interesting is, and we've talked about this on the show a little bit, um, you know, Sir and I, when we've seen MK in the past, that club sets and things. That's right. Uh, haven't been as impressed, you know? Like, I, not saying that he was bad. He was never bad, but he just, it wasn't anything to write home about, right? Like, I thought it was good. He played with kind of his songs. You know, very solid transitions. Like, he never he never trained Rex. Like That's stuff. right. So he's a very good DJ um but what we've noticed with this particular set having kind of the the headlining act you know um and and uh, helping close out the the day with fisher uh he put on a show and this is the first time that i've seen mk kind of turn up and try consciously put on a show like this like it was a journey it was a story it was really well done yeah and he just really did a very good job of controlling the crowd manipulating the ebb and flow of, of the story and the emotions and it was just I, I i was i was into the set the entire time yeah me right? too i was yeah. really into it the entire time I so we that. were talking about this off air but i think what's interesting with with mk is that 
you know, I get kind of the vibe from that he's an older school type of DJ. Yeah. So where he turns up to some of these clubs, I might be completely incorrect about this, but it seems like, you know, he'll mix in as a lot of house DJs do. Like he'll mix in with the person before and kind of play a set, but it might not be, you know, he's going up there just to kind of play and, and, and drawing on a lot of inspiration. It might not be as, as planned yeah. as a lot of these shows are. But when he did it for the show and he had that massive stage where he could do it, he really, you know, shined. So this has made me want to go see him again, at like, you know, particularly at a, at a festival. Dude, I love that. I love that because, you know, I, I was like, I was stoked to see MK. Um, it was my girlfriend's first time seeing MK. So she was with us as well. So I was stoked, but I was like crazy, crazy pumped up. You know what I mean? Because I've seen him before. I saw him in New York once at Shemansky and I was, I was not feeling it over there really. You know what I mean? I love his music though. I love his music, but yes. this, that set, I mean, from beginning to end, he should have closed out that festival that first I day. Agree. I agree. Him and Fisher should have switched around. Um, Alec, one last thing that I want to talk about with you as it relates to Crossed, but also just kind of festival season back in general. Okay. Yes. All right. So, you know, I'm, I'm 27. You're 25. Okay. It's been nearly two years since our last festival. Like my last festival was Izu 2019. And then obviously the pandemic hit. Uh, what was your last festival before the pandemic hit? Was it Second Sky? Oh, as a, yeah, festival? Yeah, festival. Okay. So nearly two years later, uh, we're back at a festival. And I'm not going to lie, I was hurting a little bit after the festival. <laughs> I, I was hurting, baby. Like I, I, I needed, you know, I really needed to take a lot of time to like rest and recover. You know what I mean? Uh, but between the days of the festival, I was definitely sleeping for longer. You know what I mean? I was like yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit more sluggish to get it going again. But, you know, I know especially the Monday after the festival, I, I had to like, I had to just like, I don't know, withdraw into my, into my own shell and my own world and just like sleep <laughs> it off. You know what I mean? So all that to say is I want to know, first of all, how you're feeling after a two-day festival. And I also want to know if, uh, if you have any tips for people who are getting back out onto the festival circuit, what should they be doing uh, now that we've lived through two days of a festival? I think, I think a lot of it is also just like we're out of practice with it. Yeah, you that's what I'm saying, we're man. We're really yeah. out of practice with it. Uh, you know, and so I, I don't want to admit it's just because we're starting to get a bit older. I, I, I think in terms of tips though, it's, you know, we talked about this before, Yeah. but I think having food pre-made oh, yeah. is changer. a big game changer, right? If you can do that, like it's tougher when you're at a hotel, right? Totally. But if you could do it where you're in Airbnb or something like that, you know, having food, you know, meal prepping for it, having it ready and having things that are like a little bit more healthy as well to go with it. Totally. Like, you know, we all want to like, and it's fine to like, you don't have to, you can have like cheat meals, quote unquote, um, at the festival or afterwards, but having something a little bit healthy, just, it just helped me kind of, you know, get ready for the next day definitely of, of the festival. Uh, so, so that was kind of like, that's, a, that's definitely a big thing for me. Uh, and, and then also just like, you know, just remembering that you're getting back at it and you yeah. might be a little bit more tired, uh, than you're used to, but otherwise, man, it's just, you just got to get back out there and start doing it. Right on, right on. Awesome, dude. I'm, it feels good to be back at it. EDM champions, you all need to check out uh, Cross because we had so, so much fun. And one thing that I really enjoyed seeing was people getting like dressed up in their own like customized gear. I saw people like with their own customized like bandanas and face masks and, you know, uh, some flags as well. And check this out. All right. If you all want to get your own customized gear. Uh, all right. There we go. Because I I'll tell you what, man, I'm not a designer. I And I think that kind of stops a lot of people from wanting to make their own gear. Me like, neither. I'm truly shit like awful exactly exactly so if you all want to get your own gear hit up festflags.com that's spelled f-e-s-t-f-l-a-g-s.com 
And the good people over there, small business, very quick with the responses. I love their service. We've used them before uh, for our own Beyond the Beats flag. They're really, really great to work with. They'll help you get your design down pat and you get 10% off when you use our code BTBPOD. So go to festflags.com and enter the code BTBPOD to get all your hot gear for your squad you're all gonna People look like what an ad this you, is crazy you all are gonna look absolutely <laughs> amazing out there man i can't wait to see what everybody comes up with alec i can't even believe you found this survey all right this is the craziest <laughs> shit one, i've right? ever yeah. seen i love like when when like surveys are sent out to like ravers and people who like to party because you you're 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 like half half surprised by the responses, but you're also like completely blown away by what pe- some people are thinking in the scene. Okay, Alec, what are we talking about right now? Give it to me straight. Let's go, dude. The survey, it's uh, it's something else. Okay, so a uh, a ticket vendor called Tick Picks, they uh, decided to do a survey on a thousand people who were planning to go to festivals this year in 2021 to the 2022 season. Uh, and what's interesting, first of all, just the kind of like the makeup of the sample I found was interesting. Yeah. 43% of them uh, identified as female and 57% identified as male. Um, and then in terms of generational breakdown, 4% were Gen Z, 57% were millennials. Let's go. Right. And that Woo! interesting. 29% were Gen X and 10% were boomers. So we got some boomers when go. hit the festival circuit, baby. Not there all we boomers go. are bad people, dude. All right. <laughs> well, if you don't go to festivals, you're bad. That's exactly bad. right. <laughs> but so so let's dive into some of the things from here. So we'll start off with kind of the more vanilla uh, portions because there are some more... Uh, That's some way know, to put it. What's the opposite of vanilla? Dark chocolate. <laughs> some other, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, that. Um... 85% of the respondents plan to go to a festival. So that's still pretty good um, out of a thousand. I think that just shows, you know, there's a lot of people willing to. The health get back of our scene is, is well and alive, man. Right, right. And just to be clear, too, this is a, a survey around um, not just EDM festivals, but music festivals in general. Good call up. So the top events for fully vaccinated people are Hard Summer. Shout out to Hard Summer, 92%. Said of oh, the vaccinated people were going to go to Hard Summer. That was the top one. Pitchfork was another. And Bonnaroo. That's right. 88% and then 89%. So close between the top three there. And then 77% of all the response were fully vaccinated. So for out of the people who were vaccinated, those were the top ones to go. Hard Summer was an interesting one. I did not expect really to see that. Right? I was not expecting it either, man. And I kind of actually quickly just want to stop at that uh, vaccination yeah, yeah, uh, statistic there, right? So... 77% of respondents are fully vaccinated against COVID-19, all right? So that, that means in this sample size, uh, let's let's say 85% of them want to come back, so that's 850, and then 77% of those folks who want to come back are fully vaccinated against COVID-19, right? So what is that? I mean, that is basically uh, one in every, like, four people mm-hmm. are, are not going to be vac- fully vaccinated against COVID-19. That's a little bit concerning to me, if I'm being a little bit honest with you. Oh, you'd want to you'd want to see it higher. I, I'd want to see it higher. And now I'll t- that's fully vaccinated. This still could mean they have one dose, though. Right, right, exactly. But the reason why I find this so uh, so concerning is because when we were at a festival or when we when we were at any of the after parties, I definitely did not see one in four people wearing a mask. And the guidance, and they announced this on their website, and a bunch of festivals are doing this. They are saying if you're not fully vaccinated against COVID nineteen. You need to be wearing a mask. Yeah, and I don't think people are. Gonna and I don't be think people that. are doing that. No, so, I, something to keep I in agree mind. with you. No, okay, so that that makes sense in terms of why it's uh, a little bit disturbing. But the seventy-seven percent mark in terms of fully vaccinated, still, still pretty damn good. I think that's pretty damn good, Alec. So we we, we talked about some of the vanilla 
uh, statistics in this. Um, there's some very non-vanilla flavors. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some very, you know, 88% cacao dark chocolate up in this <laughs> one. How so. you say that word? <laughs> That's great. We're keeping that in there. That's right. <laughs> Alec, what uh, what else did the respondents say as it relates to their intimate oh, there's behavior? Oh, there's some real gold here. But to carry on with the vaccination one, here's one that's very I- I- interesting, okay? So the question was, would you hook up with someone who isn't vaccinated? Ooh, 45% of people said yes, and then 55% said no. Interesting. And let's take a look at the gender breakdown, okay? Because this is awesome. I'm sorry. I'm just not surprised whatsoever by this. I, I, have, I have a theory for that. I'm going to get to that in okay, just a little bit, all right? Okay. But the gender breakdown, all right? So 31% of women said, yes, they would hook up with somebody who, is, uh, who isn't vaccinated. 69% said no. So that's women. So 31 for yes, 69 for no. For men, 54% said yes, they would hook up with somebody who isn't vaccinated. And 46% said no. All right. <laughs> let, me, let me just quickly say, okay, I, I find this a bit staggering for sure, but I think at the end of it, and I don't mean to be too crass here, you know, after this year and a half of being locked down and people, you know, not being able to, you know, meet other people, people are just really fucking horny right now, dude. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're just like, I need to get back at it, dude, you know? So uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. I think people's uh, hormones are just raging right now. Their pheromones well, are just. Yeah, like. And to, and to just prove that, right? I mean, there's some there's some just crazy stats here. Um, okay, so <laughs> come on, man, don't be shy now. We, we, yeah, I, I I know. Right? All right, so which of the following are people open to experiencing at a festival? These are all sex acts. Okay, so I, I don't know if they considered kissing a part of this. I don't think they they did. Just look at the breakdown. But forty four percent. Of people said they're opening, you know, to experiencing kissing versus 34% said they aren't open to experiencing any sexual contact at all at a festival. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where it gets spicy. Let's okay. hear it. Let's hear it. Spicy. 32% of uh, the, the, the vast amount of people who were open to experiencing at least some form of sexual content said intercourse, followed closely by oral sex. I guess it's a slightly different, not to, uh, not all the way. Heavy petting, 22%. Group sex. 13 percent it's pretty high that's pretty high that's pretty damn high that's pretty high mutual masturbation 12 percent and anal sex 10 percent yeah so let's talk about this one all right so uh what place so this what uh, places what, what places are people trying to you know hook up at at a festival so 71 percent said their car so that's you know sort of natural that I makes sense no, that i'm makes sense. glad that's quite high actually yeah, like, of all the places i'm really glad that this is the highest me too because some of these are quite are quite shocking okay so 59 <laughs> percent uh said in a camping tent or and 47 percent said in an rv or camper 24 percent said dance tent nearly so, a quarter yeah nearly a quarter. like inside a stage that's covered by a tent 23 percent of respondents said they would hook up have sex at a festival in a restroom or porta potty. What the fuck is going <laughs> on here, dude? Are you kidding me right now? Uh, 23% said they'd hook up or have sex in a field. And 8%, this number is quite high, 8% <laughs> said they'd hook up or have sex in the crowd. crowd. In an open air crowd. What That's is amazing. going on, dude? Now, now, first of all, just to, just to quickly preface this, uh, if you've been counting the numbers, yes, it's not going to add up properly, but that's because people can probably select multiple Yes, things, exactly. Right? So they're ranking what's appropriate. So that almost makes this worse 
Because you've got people who are ranking multiple things as being appropriate. Like, someone could have said that car, a camping tent, RV camper, and then was like, yeah, fuck it, in a crowd too. Why not? Well, who are those people who are saying like all of these places are fine? All right, so here's here's one last statistic to kind of to kind of cap off on. All right, and, and the the question that this uh, survey wanted answered was how hard do people plan to party? All right, so fifty percent of people said about the same, and then thirty eight percent of people said harder than before. So a total of eighty eight percent of people who respond to the survey are saying that they're either going to party and go about as hard as they have been in the past, or they're going to go harder and bring mm. some more energy. To the festival. That makes a lot of sense. That's yeah. Along with the horniness too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just hormones, bro. I'm I'm amped on this right now. Okay. And then about eleven percent said uh less than before. So we thought this would be a really fun uh survey to share with you all. And there's other ones too, so please check it out because yeah. there are other really ones. We just didn't have time to go through all of them. That's right. Uh but there's some really interesting answers. So shout shout out to <laughs> shout out to all the people that are uh you know who's responded to this. I appreciate the the honesty and they were clearly candid in the in the survey. That's right. I love that and shout out to TickPix for deciding to do this. What a what a lot of fun! That data must have been so much fun to sift through and find those uh, <laughs> those final conclusions. Alec, uh, yeah. we got a lot of stuff coming up here on yes, Beyond the Beats. All yes, right, man, let's get into this. Who who is about to drop a session for us on the SoundCloud? Uh, oh, uh, who we got? Th- this is someone I'm, I'm very I I was very much looking forward to inviting him to do a session, and I'm just so happy that he agreed. But Dave Summit, an artist that we're watching, will be dropping a session this week, this week tomorrow, on. Friday, it's gonna be an unbelievable mix, dude. People are gonna want to dance to it. It's, it's a it's a pregame start. It's something you just put on for your pregame. Absolutely, really, really, really good. And for people who don't know, it's kind of like future house house uh, type of music. Friday the thirteenth just got a lot better because uh, Dave Summit. We're right. gonna need it on that day. Absolutely, that's gonna be your good luck charm right there. there and then go. one more announcement, ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions. All right, we got a special guest coming up next week on the beyond the beats show all right we are joined by the founders of radiate that's right you know that app Mm -hmm. the the social media network designed to connect ravers with one another and we had a really fun conversation with the founders phil and michael really great people guys really good guys i think everyone's gonna really enjoy that episode me too me too so get tapped into that make sure you hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting player for beyond the beats that way you can get those notifications as soon as the episode drops plus get connected with us our twitter is at pod btb and our instagram is at btb.pod and my man alec over there sitting right across from me in the san diego studio i mean it's not much of a studio it's my spare room but <laughs> in the san diego studio all right you're supposed to keep the facades a bit that's right he just changed his twitter handle to at alec underscore btb that's so right, he's all baby. in on the btb i'm all in on btb there you go give me a follow starting to tweet more Let's go. All right, Alec, where are we going next? We are heading over to the final two sections of the show. And our first stop is the What We're Listening To section, where we will rate and review and discuss either two tracks, EPs, or albums. And this week, we've got two very different tracks. We're heading over to kind of like the house mm-hmm. realm uh, with Pickle. And then we've got Tynan and Heritage teaming up for a bass house track. But before we do that, because we know that there's a lot new listeners every single week from all across the globe first of all if you're new welcome to the show thank you for tuning in but samir could you please explain how we do this section here on beyond the beats we have our very own unique rating scale and it ranges from levels one through five 
Level one is what we call one listen. It's where you listen to a track and you're probably never ever gonna listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level two is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not gonna really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level three is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob and you turn it up. Level four is what we call just bought tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. Excellent. Thank you, sir. All right. I think we should start off with some energy, some bass. Let's go. Ready? Bring it. Tynan, Heritage, teamed up for a track called Osiris. Take a listen. Drop it. Anytime you see Tynan and Heritage mm-hmm. on a track, you already know it's going to be very forward-thinking trap. And yes. you know yes, yes. it's going to bang, right? Yes. You know it's going to bang. And to see these two team up for a trap banger, you, you expect nothing less than like the utmost creativity and perfection from them. Would and you I say this is trap or a little bit more I was, dub? I would say this is trap. I would say yeah. this is trap. I Heritage think, definitely does a lot more in the dubstep realm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I think Heritage really leaned more into Tynan's style. That was interesting with that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the first the first part of this track, I thought, was like a little bit more of like that sort of classic sort of uh, trap yep. structure. Yep, yep. But that second drop, man, it just takes... It, it just puts more. fucking like, you know, metal rings on its fingers and just knocks your jaw out, dude. Okay? <laughs> That's knuckle how I, dusters got that, the knuckle dusters. On. That's what it's called, knuckle dusters. Thank you. That's exactly. <laughs> I can't remember. I remember it was in Grand Theft Auto, but I just I couldn't remember what it was actually called. But yes, there knuckle you go. Duster, so baby. I am I am feeling this shit big time. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man. You know, I'm glad that you're feeling it because because I am too. But particularly on the second part, that's the right. first part, I wasn't as about. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I I thought it was good. Gets the hype up, but again, just wasn't anything that was uh, making me want to write home about. Not that I'd ever write home about a trap or a dubstep. Yeah, are you like writing? Truly, not understand. Are you writing letters, dear Ma and Pa? (laughs) I just experienced the most wonderful trap this week. It's been seven fortnights since I've last written to you. (laughs) (laughs) The grain supply is getting low. Tiny and Heritage just dropped a brand new track. So everything is all good. That's right. Uh, Yes, I I, I love that. Maybe I'll start doing that. My parents might sign me though. Uh, I'll just start doing it to my friends. Uh, Anyhow, so first half was kind of there for me but the second part of the track really enjoyed um and i think they did a very good job of kind of combining as we just talked about very briefly there uh the the trap and kind of like the dubstep uh based influence there from from heritage so really really good solid track uh i'm pretty excited about this one cool man all right well alec can you introduce this next one because i have never uh, heard uh, of this of this person before until uh, today. So who are we, who are we talking <laughs> about, man? <laughs> We're talking about the mysterious pickle. All that we know is that he's a pickle. 
uh, and he releases dance music. So <laughs> in that event, without not much more background, Pickle just dropped a new track called Believe. Take a listen. Let me show you something that you've never seen before. Shout out to you for throwing uh, Pickle onto the show notes. And let me first start by asking you, because this is a very... I love a good Pickle. Oh, thank you for saying that. This, that. That's a very divisive issue, you know? What if you like Pickles or not? Yeah, people don't like Pickles sometimes. I, I I, to be fair, I'm not the biggest fan of just eating them plain and alone. Yeah. I just like how Pickles go with other foods. Totally. Is that totally. weird? Well, no, I, I have to have a Pickle with a burger now, right? I just have to. Oh, absolutely, dude. But there's some people who don't like it. Do you like like sweet Pickles? Like I like all, all types. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I don't discriminate against pickles. So yeah, this this track is D-O-P-E dope, man. And uh, I can't wait to hear more music from Pickle. I just want to say you that. You just learn how to spell that. That's right, I did. It's, uh, it's like the national spelling bee up in here, dude. Uh, <laughs> your your word is dope. Uh, what I love is that it is such a, it's such a perfect mix of, of disco and house. And it's not necessarily like new disco, but it's more of a perfect balance between these two genres. And I love that that push and pull. And and. For me, it just kept me so engaged, and I just love yeah. that vocal sample that was used in there. Like all around, this is such a such a great package of a song for an artist that isn't like super super well known, like some of the other artists that we talk about on the show, especially in this section. So I'm very impressed. I would totally listen to Pickle again, and I want to hear your thoughts. Let's hear it. You know, man, uh, I think you really hit the nail on the head yeah. when you start talking about how the track keeps you engaged. And actually, I think with uh, Pickle's entire discography, he, he does a very good job of doing that. So some of the other tracks he's known for are On the Drums and uh, Body Work. Which uh-huh. Body Work got quite a lot of play. I think Tiesto's dropped it before. Uh, that's how it also blew up. Um, and that was on Spinning Records. So he's been around for a while. He's got about 400k monthly listeners on Spotify. But yeah, I, I think it's it's like somebody that you might not come across or know. Right. I haven't really seen, uh, you know, on too many festival lineups. So maybe in the future, uh, we see more of that. But with this song, man, it keeps you engaged. And this is really the first time I've seen him kind of do that balance between disco and house. And I thought it was really, really well done. Just gets you on a, the mood and dance and just keeps you on the toes. Keeps you interesting and keeps you engaged. Dude, yes. All right. I'm I'm excited to rate these, man. Let's let's Me go too. right Me into too, it. Man. What are we listening to section, man? Let's start off with Tynan and Heritage for their track Osiris. Alec, what are your thoughts? You know, man, uh I think the second this the latter half of this song saved it for me. So I'm gonna give this level three out of five. Very Legend. solid rating. Uh, uh, very well done. Legend, dude. Absolutely love that. I am right there with you. Level three out of five. Hey, no brainer. Turn this shit up man i want to you know next time we dj together let's throw some more trap into our into our sets and yeah, i want to hear this really been playing too much yeah you know? when we were playing over the weekend we were doing a lot of like a lot of house, house yeah house sometimes some drum and bass in there but uh yeah that was that was fun <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun all right pickle yes Sweet, sweet pickles. Put me All in right. a pickle here. It but, did. This song has put me in a pickle. Well, uh, what's your rating? I really enjoy this song, but just going off the last rating, I feel it's a little bit unfair because I don't hold them quite in the same regard because I prefer uh, Pickle's song okay. to Tynan's and Heritage. But I'm also going to give it a level three out of nice. five. Nice. Uh, you know, so if we had a, a decimal point scale, it would be higher up, but <laughs> he's shaking his head. 
Dude, yeah. if you got so many complaints with the way we run this rating scale, <laughs> take it up with the HR department, which is me, baby. Okay? No, oh, no, no decimals. I, I've written, I, see, my complaints, I write them, and you don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't deal with employee issues. Uh, dude, I am going to go with uh, a level three out of five as well uh, on okay, this one, dude. Fair, fun, fun track. And really, this just got me so stoked to dive more into Pickles yeah, discography. Right? I'm really, really impressed with this, man. So thank you for throwing this onto the show notes. Of course, man. Of course. All right. Here we go. The final section. <sighs> Artists that we're watching. Here we go, all baby. Right. Yes. You all know what we're about to do up on this section, okay? This is the part of the show where Alec and I pick two underground artists that we need you to just get tapped in with, mm-hmm. okay? Because they're pushing new sounds and they're doing some dope shit, all right? Alec, you got to start us off, man. I know you are loving this song. Let's hear it. Absolutely obsessed with this song. And Champions, the reason why is because all weekend I've been playing now this bad boy when we are DJing, ladies and gentlemen, EDM Champions of the Globe. Let me introduce you to a melodic techno and progressive house producer by the name of Stylo, hailing all the way from Israel. Now, this is someone who started off in Psytrance. You can kind of hear the trance kind of sense creeping into this uh, melodic techno buildup, which you should be hearing right now. But the drop is really going to sell you on this, particularly right before we get to the drop. Just kind of all the craziness with it. So ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions, this is Stylo with his track called Play It. It's yes. so nice, like on that drop, it's just like, mm. and, and I will say, quick shout out to you. I forgot to mention uh, in the build up uh, of the intro to the song, it's uh, Space Motion is also on this track That's as right. well. So shout out to Space Motion. Big shout out, big shout out, man. And uh, I gotta, I gotta totally agree with you, dude. This song is such a journey. When it you, is, when you right? Started, it is. When you started playing this shit, uh, when we were, uh, you know, getting ready for the first day of the festival, and we were going, you know, a little back to back. You were DJing. You threw down this track. You know, I had to. I think I was like, you know, in, in the other room. I was like, yeah, I could hear, cool. I could hear it playing. I had to run back. I sprinted back into the <laughs> living room. I was like, Yo, what are you doing? You summoning aliens right now? No, <laughs> no. You're playing Stylo's music, and this well, song I mean, I could be doing both. The, that's true. The, the amount of tension that it that it produces as it's building up. So much tension. Oh, right? I, I know. love that's it. What's beautiful. And that comes that comes from somebody who really has put their time into their production and did, their style. Did we hear this? Am I crazy? Or did we hear this song oh, being played? Wait, um, being played by someone. Was it at Brennan Gray? I think it was at the Brennan Gray after party. I, I really, I can't remember. I think you're right. I think when we first got in there and we might have heard it. Yeah, it was, I really wish I could confirm that, but yeah. I can't. Uh, no, I, I, I think, think, I think, think you're right on the money with that one. I think. It's, it's actually uh, uh, trending more on, on Beatport. That's right. So that's how I came across it. And uh, I just actually didn't even realize that, you know, he, he kind of fits our credentials for an artist that we're watching yeah. as well. So yeah, thought that was uh, it's good to put on everyone's radar. I absolutely love that, man. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. All right, 
One more artist, one last song that we got to play on the show before we say sayonara to all the EDM champions. And I am so excited to introduce you all to Seventh Heaven, okay? And that's spelled S-E-V-N-T-H-H-E-A-V-N, Seventh Heaven, all right? And we'll have the links to Seventh Heaven in the show notes as well as Stylus, so definitely peep that, all right? Here's what I love, all right? I got a chance to meet Seventh Heaven on my last trip up to L.A., This is a person who has a vision. This is a person who took so much time in their craft. This is a person who really understands what they want their sound and what they want their identity to look like. Mm. And when 7th Heaven dropped his new album, This Is Us, Volume 2, I, I, like as soon as it dropped, I had to throw it on because I actually got a chance to meet him the night before his album was about to drop at his his, uh, album release party. And he was such a nice guy, so warm, so welcoming. And as I was talking to him about his album, I could just, I could hear the passion in his voice. I could hear how psyched he was for everybody around the world to to hear his vision Mm. and to hear the emotions and the stories that he is trying to convey in his album. I asked him for some of the history on, you know, what this album meant to him, where he got the inspiration from. And, And hearing, you know his experiences and what he went through and hearing him uh, being able to distill that into this beautiful album I thought was something that really shows the marksmanship of a true artist and there's one song on here that I absolutely love playing it's the first song that opens up this album and it immediately grabs you and hooks you in it's called So Good featuring Krista Youngs take a listen This song is so good, yeah. as the title suggests. I'm really pumped up, first of all, that you picked him, but then also you were able to meet him too, uh, and that inspired you to put him on everyone's radars. That's I mean, right. This is just a wonderful, wonderful track. I, I was not expecting this pick, but I'm very, very happy uh, to do it. And I, you know, I, I've gone through his discography too, and I couldn't agree with you more, man. It's a very, very good pick. This is such a great album, man, and, and I'm really, really am encouraging all the EDM champions to check it out. And we're going to have the links to his stuff in the show notes. And just get connected with this guy. Because he, he's so warm. He's so welcoming. He's so kind. And you really just get that from him upon your first interaction with him. And, you know, meeting him face-to-face. I had the pleasure of meeting him face-to-face. And I think the EDM champions are really going to get to know who 7th Heaven is just by listening to his music. And I think you all are just going to be absolutely blown away by what he's able to do. So that's it. That's episode 111 right there, dude. We got Alec Prieto in the studio right here, man. You know, I'm, I'm going to dress up the studio a little bit. Uh, so probably on your next trip down here, you're going to yeah, see it look a awesome. little bit different. I got some decoration ideas, and I'm really excited for you to see it. It's going to be, it's going to feel like more like a studio. I love so that. I'm, I'm I pretty, love that. I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm really pumped up, man. And it's just been, it's been great to, to record in person with you. That's right. right. You know, we've only done this one other time, can That's you right. believe it or not? People, I'm sure there's people who don't even realize that we're not recording in person with one another but um just you know as we start moving the podcast forward with certain things that we want to do definitely being in person is going to be 
you know, our big uh, thing that we want to start doing more of. Absolutely. All right, EDM champions, that's it for episode 111. Don't forget, Dave Summit's Beyond the Beat session is going to be released on our SoundCloud this Friday, the 13th. Okay, so if you need a good luck charm, head to the SoundCloud, take a listen to that mix. And then next week on episode 112, we have the founders of Radiate, Michael and Phil, joining us for a very special guest episode. So we'll see you guys then. But until then, you know, just uh, be easy, be well, and uh, don't stress. See you soon.